0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope HopeSpringsCob. Thank you and enjoy. Hi there everyone and welcome back to our podcast series, Catchphrase Christianity. In today's episode, uh, we're going to be looking at how Jesus is the perfect view of God. And carrying on this theme, we've been focused on how God looks like Jesus. And in a time where um, there's so much uncertainty, so much challenge, so much distress, around the world it's so important that we have a clear view of what god looks like that we're not second guessing we're not unsure of what his heart is what his intentions are what his attitude is but instead we are confident in a god who loves us in a god who cares for us and in a god who is for us and with us and therefore we want to continue to look at how god looks like jesus and therefore today we're kind of focusing on how jesus is revealed as the perfect view of God so as we get into this we're going to look at how God's always been a speaking God he's always been someone who who speaks to people and has communicated through people through all the old testament through the new testament and in church history and I know for me and I know for us it's something that we're very glad about that we don't serve a mute God we don't serve just an idol or a figure but but we serve a God who we can engage with and who we can have a relationship with and and God clearly speaks we know that it's 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 evident throughout human history that God is a speaking God. But I'm sure we'd all concur with the fact that God isn't always heard clearly. That culture, circumstances, expectation, religion, a whole range of different factors um, can affect how we as people hear God and therefore we don't hear him perfectly. It's a little bit like uh, the game show catchphrase that this series is entitled after um, where the contestants only see a small part of a hidden image and they have to guess based on that small bit that's revealed, what the image behind it is. And so often they fail in that. They they incorrectly guess what the hidden image is because they don't see perfectly. And it's almost like they need somebody alongside them who knows what that image is like, who knows what that image is showing that's hidden, and that can tell them, that can say, look, I know you can only see this part of it, but this is actually what that image is. And then they won't have to guess anymore. They won't have to kind of make that assumption about what that image is, but instead they'll be able to, to kind of know with confidence This is what that hidden image is. This is what that little bit of that small picture I saw is revealing as a bigger picture. And that's so similar to how we experience God, that we see glimpses, small parts of who he is in the Old Testament, in life events. um, But we're still kind of playing second guess into what he's really like. And that's why we need Jesus. And that's where Jesus enters in, that Jesus came to reveal the Father, that he came to show us what God is like. So we don't have to. Guess anymore, and that is what we're looking at again in this podcast and again in this series. So if you haven't already checked out the rest of this series, please make sure you do. Uh, but for today, we're going to focus in on how Jesus is the perfect view of God. Now, to start off, I just want to kind of get someone off my chest that I'm not old. I'm I'm not, I'm not old. I'm 36. Born well, in 1984, I have to remind myself my age sometimes, so it maybe suggests I'm a bit old. But but there are moments when um I feel like age slaps around the face like a, a wet fish, which my wife pointed out to me the other day is a very old person expression. So maybe I am a lot older than I like to think. But anyway, um there are moments when that happens, such as the fact that as a teacher, the students I teach are now closer in age to my children than they are to me, which never used to be the case. Um, or the the moments and lessons when I realize that that every single one of my students, every single student in my secondary school, um, was born after the year two thousand, and therefore events like uh, the panic of Y two K, to we approach the year two thousand, it is irrelevant to them, and 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 the kind of tragedy of the nine eleven twin tower attacks is something that they did not have to experience and go through, and the and the and the glory of Man United winning the treble is something that they missed out on, and so those moments are all history to them, and it kind of in those moments makes me realize that perhaps I am a little bit older than I'd like to admit. However, one thing that stands out above all of that that makes me realise my age is the prevalence of smartphones. Now, for those of you who've read and listened to our past blogs, you know that I'm a lover of gadgets and tech. And so, This is not an attack on the smartphone. I I love my phone, which I'm sure I'm not meant to admit. Um, But the realisation of the time we live in right now and our ability to connect to people anywhere in the world and that ability exists right in our hands is something that that I think when we take a moment to stop and think about is something that recognizes how fast and how how quick technology has moved on that whether we connect via text message or iMessage or Facebook or Twitter or WhatsApp or TikTok and I'm not entirely sure what TikTok is and there's perhaps the aging again but all those devices and all those various methods kind of make me realize that the time we're living in is so different to what it was even 20 or 30 ye- years ago and um, not only can we kind of communicate via those messages in a kind of text format in a, or in a picture format, but we can see people now. We can see people via FaceTime and via Skype or Zoom. And we all know how important those methods are right now. And we just thank God um, in all seriousness for things like Zoom at the moment. And and I am old enough to remember phones that only sent text messages, made phone calls and obviously played Snake, um, the wonderful game that that was. But I struggle to remember what life was like before the technology that we take for granted today. The, how different to our modern experience it was to rely on a landline to stay in contact, or letters, or maybe even further back, things like Morse code or radio. And I know we, we functioned fine. I know we had fulfilling and healthy relationships. I know that um, we had all that stuff. But, but were we able to have the same depth of relationship with people who lived on the other side of the world, for example? Did, did we get to experience the breadth of culture we're able to access today? Could I engage with and understand people who lived in places I'd never even been to or heard of? And I know technology has its faults and has its issues and things we need to deal with in in the way we engage with those different social media platforms, all that kind of stuff. But I do think that the development of technology and some of this stuff has certainly aided our ability to know people better, especially People who are not physically present with us. And that is an essentially important thing for us to understand. Now, this is not a podcast about technology as much as I will quite happily spend the next couple of hours talking about that. Um, but it is a a podcast that centers around Hebrews 1, and, and there's a striking parallel between that aforementioned technological progression we just talked about and what the writer of Hebrews talks about in chapter 1, verse 1, which we're going to look at right now. And that says this. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the power of his word, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, when I'm reading that, I can't help but feel a sense of progression. That we start with God speaking in times past to the fathers by the prophets, and then we have this progression through to in these last days He has or God has spoken to us by His Son, and it's a little bit like um, the kind of communication or technological progression we've we kind of just alluded to before. That when we look at the history of communication that we as humanity have engaged with, we 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 start with things like cave paintings and pictograms, and then we kind of progress into carrier pigeon. Um, maybe the first postal service Um, and then we kind of shift into Morse code and telephones and and then we move on to TV broadcasts and the internet which then rapidly developed to allow us to have internet chat rooms like MSN and AIM Um, but then they were quickly replaced by things like Facebook and Twitter that then was coupled with mediums like uh, youtube and nowadays things like zoom and facetime and maybe in the future we'll have things like virtual reality calls will be really commonplace and possibly even have our thoughts projected somewhere else to the people we love and who knows but the point is that whatever this technological advance looks like it is progressing if we put aside whether we, we like it or not or we wish we could go back to previous days of carrier pigeon or whatever it may be, we all have to admit that it enables us to communicate better today than it would have done via that carrier pigeon, that it enables us to communicate better today, especially to people who are not physically present with us than it did 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years ago. Now, of course, there are issues with the quality of the communication and connection that we have in these technologies. And that's where the kind of parallel, I suppose, with Hebrews 1 doesn't follow. But there is a power in in the sense that the way that God shifts his communication method from cave painting almost to Zoom, that he's moving his message being delivered by the prophets, to then shifting it to the embodiment of God himself on earth in his son Jesus. Though you could quite easily argue that God is um, shifting his communication method from Morse code, or maybe telephone at the most, right the way through to flesh and bone in Emmanuel, God with us. That there is a change in the way that God communicates, because Jesus is the best. Now, actually, we that He is the perfect method for God to communicate to Earth. What better way for God to communicate than through God? That when God communicates through Jesus, there's no message lost in translation there's no frozen zoom screen that due to low bandwidth there's there's not any technological issues that when god communicates with jesus it isn't limited to 280 characters or relying on a a pigeon to arrive safe and sound when god communicates with jesus he knows that the culture education and life experience that's going on at that time is only going to aid the message and not hinder or obscure it because Hebrews 1 says Jesus is the brightness of his glory and the express image of God's person. And, then, and there's so many different translations we can draw on to kind of catch the richness of what's trying to be communicated in that verse. The, the, the NRV says that he is the exact representation of God's being. that The New Living says that he expresses the very character of God. The, the contemporary English version said it is like him in every way, that Jesus is like him in every way. That the International Standard Version says that he is the exact likeness of God's being. In other words, Jesus looks like God and God looks like Jesus. So when I look at the life of Jesus, I'm able to understand what God is like because Jesus shows me. I no longer have to guess or decipher Old Testament texts on my own because I have, to, G, I have Jesus there to help me crack the code. To help me remove the squares from that catchphrase board and to help me reveal what God has always looked like. So why did Jesus need to come? Because the methods, the communication methods that God tried to communicate by before were not able to correctly show what he was like. That God was clearly speaking, but we weren't always on the same radio wave. Or we missed a key aspect because we were using equipment or culture or education or whatever it may be that didn't allow us to see or hear him clearly. So God updated his text for want of a better expression. He sent his very best, the perfect communication method that is Jesus. Now we can see God clearly and know what he looks like because he looks like Jesus. That that Jesus looks more like God than any Old Testament prophecy. That Jesus looks more like God than any Old Testament story. That Jesus looks more like God than any theological tradition you or I try to cling to. That we can see God through those things. They're all okay and they're all good. But we have to have Jesus with us to see them clearly and to see God clearly in them. The Holy Spirit-inspired writer of the Hebrew book is telling us that when we listen to the message delivered by Moscow, we need Jesus with us so we can understand that message. The, the Holy Spirit is telling us through Hebrews 1 that when we search the internet for answers, we need Jesus with us to make sure the answer looks like him. That the Holy Spirit is guiding us through this beautiful letter to the Hebrew people to say that when we look at the Old Testament, we need to do it with Jesus at our side so we compare what we see of God to the exact representation of his being shown to us in Jesus. That over the last few weeks in these podcasts, we've been looking at how each member of the Trinity points to Jesus as the way we see what God is really like. That we had in our first um, podcast, Jesus himself saying in John 14, that he who has seen me has seen the father. Then we had in our second podcast, God the father said in Matthew 17, this is, is my beloved son, pointing to Jesus, in whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. And that was happening in the context of Peter trying to put Moses and Elijah, those who represent the law and the prophets, i.e. the Old Testament, on equal footing with Jesus when it comes to understand what God's like. And then this week we're looking at how the Holy Spirit can be seen through the writings of the book of Hebrews, saying Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. I know for me that when I realise more and more that God, as three in one, ...all point to Jesus is the best way to know what the unseen God is like, then I start to give it more and more of my attention. It's changed my whole approach to how I come and engage with Father, Son and Holy Spirit. How I come to understand what God is like, that, that when Jesus himself is discussing with his disciples about the Holy Spirit in the context of Jesus leaving... He says in John 16 that however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come. That the Holy Spirit is here right now as you're listening to this podcast. And he is longing to lead you into all truth. In other words, he's longing to show his Jesus. Because when we see Jesus, we see God. And when we see God, we know God. And when we know God, we're strong and we can do great exploits. As it talks about in Daniel 11.32. And our world needs great exploits right now. Are we willing, are we ready to let the Holy Spirit lead the way? my prayer for us all as i close today is that that we give the holy spirit time to illuminate the scriptures to illuminate um what jesus looks like in his earthly walk what jesus christ looks like and therefore to start to see what god really looks like so let me just pray here as we close father i ask that you would give us a spirit of wisdom revelation that we may know you better I pray that we would allow the Holy Spirit to guide us as interdependent individuals into all truth, that we would see Jesus, and therefore we would know God and we would be strong and do great exploits. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Please make sure you check back next week for the next part of this series. It's something that we really want to be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Um, and also to the people you may know so please do take the opportunity to share it with anyone you may know and we hope to speak to you next week all the best god bless bye